If we assume that someone is doing their best, then a good way to start with them is simply pointing out what you value about them. Because it is a balanced perspective, after all. If you don't have some things you value about the person, why are they working for you to begin with, right? So putting it in context and then being very specific and let them know you want to share some information with them that you think is going to help them grow in their career, grow in their potential. So they understand that you're not trying to jump on them and criticize them, but you're you're using this as an opportunity to help them learn. Three, two, one, zero, ignition, liftoff. Ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's your host, the Small Biz Chat Lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Hi, everybody. Happy New Year. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, America's number one small business expert. Tonight's Small Biz Chat podcast is going to be an amazing show. And if you're interested in becoming a better communicator in your small business, I've got the expert here for that. And then, you know, we've got multiple generations in the workplace, and that's making communication and culture a little difficult. So we're going to talk to a leadership expert who's going to help all of us really relate better to our colleagues and employees in the workplace. Now here on the Small Biz Chat Podcast, we talk about how to start and grow a successful small business from multiple angles. This is advice you otherwise would have to pay for, but we make it available every month because we want to make sure that you have the tools you need to take your business to the next level. Now the Small Biz Chat Podcast is a peer-to-peer mentoring show, and our mission is to end small business failure. Hopefully you're watching us on my Small Biz Lady Facebook fan page or on our YouTube channel. And by the way, if you like what you're listening to, please subscribe and share and leave a comment and tell us a topic that you'd like us to discuss. We're happy to do that for you. Now, let me introduce my guest. She is Meredith Bell. She's the co-founder and president of Grow Strong Leaders Her company publishes software tools and books that help people build strong relationships at work and at home. Meredith is an expert in leadership and team communications. She's the author of three books and the host of the Grow Strong Leaders podcast. Her latest book is Connect With Your Team, Mastering the Top 10 Communication Skills and Peer Coaching Made Simple, which she wrote with her business partner, Dennis Coates. If you all want more information about her, you can go to growstrongleaders with an S.com. Meredith, welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast. Thank you so much, Melinda. I'm excited about our conversation today. All right. Well, tell me, how did you become a leadership and communications guru? <laughs> well, part of it, of course, is trying to communicate and, and failing at times. So you learn from your mistakes. But from the time I was in education, working as a teacher first and then working with teachers, communication between people was just something that fascinated me. You know, what worked well, what didn't. And so when I left public education and started my own company, that was what I wanted to focus on, 
was how do people get along with each other in the workplace? And so teaching people, and you know, a lot of times the teacher learns as much from the student. So teaching these concepts and then practicing them. I've worked with my two business partners now for 31 years. So we've had a lot of practice with each other and have honed our skills over time and have created products that have helped people you know, improve in these areas and worked with them. So that has all culminated in me knowing a lot of things about what works and what doesn't. So how do you think that leadership styles and communication styles overlap? There's a lot of relationship there. And let's look at a couple of examples. If we have someone who's a hard charger and they tend to be very direct, move fast, you know, then the way they talk is going to be often abrupt or brief to the point, and they don't want to spend a lot of time with details. On the other hand, someone who is has a leadership style that does get more in the weeds and gets more details, they are going to be giving those kind of details. And you can imagine people who are different like that, how trying to communicate with each other could be frustrating if they don't know what's important to the other person. So I think the leadership style needs to be understood both by the leader in terms of self-awareness, as well as the people around them. So they don't take offense or take personally the style that the leadership, the leader may be using to communicate. So when it comes to communication skills, what is the number one skill that good leaders really all need to take note of? Without question, it's listening. Because listening is the foundation of so many other communication skills. That willingness to be open to hearing other opinions to take time to find out what's really of concern to someone else and not trying to push them, you know, through it quickly to get it so you can get on to the next thing. This ability to listen and understand what someone else is trying to communicate is so critical and yet it's missing so often uh, for so many reasons. We make assumptions about what the person meant. We don't check. So we respond in a way that doesn't even address what they were talking about. And so we get these, you know, lack of connections that create additional problems. So that to me is the number one. And it ties in with so many other important communication skills, like giving or receiving feedback, like resolving conflict. You know, it's just really um, to me, a foundation that most people unfortunately think I'm a pretty good listener or I'm a very good listener. And yet if they asked others, they may not get agreement on that. Yes, I think that is an excellent point to make. But what are what would you say are some examples of poor communication? Mm-hmm. I mean, well, I think you've given us some like, you know, somebody answers the wrong question. I think that's a big one. But what are some of the other things that people probably are doing every day in their business and don't even realize that they may be doing? Yes. Well, one is interrupting or finishing someone else's sentence, thinking you know what they're going to say and you want to just move things along. It's very disrespectful and it can create resentments and hard feelings. And here's the thing, a business owner needs people around them who are willing to tell them the truth. 
And so if you do things that cause people to back off, to not want to be honest. So another poor communication skill is responding defensively when someone tells you something you don't want to hear instead of being open to hearing it. Because if you react with anger or you push back or you deny it or have any other negative reaction, the message you're sending to the person is it's not worth it to try to talk to this person. And so you end up with blind spots. You end up with missing information that you could have had otherwise. So I think those are some some big ones. Just And just not asking people for their opinions and assuming you know what people want and need. Okay. Well, you know what? I think that's a very, very legitimate um, thing. And I know in your latest book, you talk about you describe sort of like three kinds of feedback. And I really wanted you to explain that because I was very intrigued by that. Yes, we we spent three chapters on that because feedback is also one of those really critical skills. So there's giving positive feedback to someone, which doesn't happen often enough. Too many times the attitude is, well, they ought to be glad to have a job. You know, they ought to be glad to work here. I shouldn't have to point out everything they do. And yet giving positive feedback is so important for people to understand what it is you want more of from them so they know what to do. The others have to do with critical or constructive feedback, giving that. So how do you give constructive feedback to someone who has fallen short, you know, or made a mistake that had consequences? So knowing how to do that well, so that in the future, you get the results you're looking for is an important skill. And the third aspect of feedback is receiving feedback graciously so that you don't react defensively. Instead, you welcome it. You thank the person instead of being defensive. So in the future, they feel comfortable coming back to you and sharing other things they've noticed, even ideas that they have about how things could be better. Now, one of the things that I have been hearing a lot of people talking about, my my fellow uh, entrepreneurs, is that people have been struggling in the workplace. You now have four, sometimes five generations of people working mm-hmm. in the workplace right now, and people are are struggling, right? You know, like people are painting people with broad brushes, like all the millennials are entitled and obnoxious or, oh, the boomers don't like technology, don't want to change, don't want to, you know what I mean? Like everybody's like, you know, got these kind of labels on their forehead and nobody feels like they're necessarily being heard. And and a lot of people spend a lot of time frustrated and frankly, struggling to figure out how to be more effective but but also how to feel more value because I think some of it, it communication styles can come off in a way that make people feel dismissed, and I'm mm-hmm. and I'm wondering if you have some suggestions around, you know, if you've got let's say a young employee who maybe has never gotten any negative feedback before, and you are fearful that they are going to completely not react well to it. What is the best way for you to communicate with them in a way that they can actually hear you? Oh, that's such a good and important question. I think a key aspect is recognizing this is and making the most positive assumptions about the person. Here is someone that wants to contribute and do their best. 
as opposed to here's someone trying to slack off and do the minimum. If we assume that someone is doing their best, then a good way to start with them is simply pointing out what you value about them. Because it is a balanced perspective, after all. If you don't have some things you value about the person, why are they working for you to begin with, right? So putting it in context and then being very specific and let them know you want to share some information with them that you think is going to help them grow in their career, grow in their potential. So they understand that you're not trying to jump on them and criticize them, but you're you're using this as an opportunity to help them learn. And then you get specific about what was the behavior, the action, the words that created a problem. And what were the consequences? What was the impact? So they understand, they make that connection. Oh, I did this, so it it had this effect. And then state what it is you want instead and get their agreement to it. So it's an adult-to-adult conversation, not a parental thing where I'm giving you direction and this is what you better do from now on or you're out. You know, anything that comes across as threatening, judging is not going to be received well. But when it's an adult to adult conversation where you're both committing to doing something, that other person, and you simply ask them, here's what I need from you. Are you willing to do that? What do you need from me to make sure you're able to meet that deadline or whatever it is so that they feel that you're in this with them? I think that's the key thing at the end is letting them know, you know, we're in this together. I'm on your side. I'm not watching to catch you do things wrong. I want to help you succeed. So getting them to tell you what they need from you, I think is a great way to wrap it up so that they see you're willing to do some things as well. And on that note, how can I invite employees or even my loved ones to give me feedback, you know, without like walking around with a sign, like what, you know, how can you How can all of us position ourselves to be more approachable? Because I know, you know, around the holidays, when I think about, you know, let's say my mother being in my kitchen and giving me a full critique of every every meal I might prepare, like those are things that's just like, oh my gosh, you know, but what are some of the other ways that I can invite, um, you know, my son, my brother, like, you know, like we're trying to deal with hard family issues sometimes. Mm-hmm. How can you, how can we invite people to have a conversation as opposed to, well, you don't do this, right? You know, we kind of default to that. I think when yeah. siblings de- interact with each other, I think we, we, we revolve back into that relationship we had when we were all, you know, 10, 11, and 12. But I think that, um, How can we all have more productive conversations, sort of like with everybody we deal with? Yeah, I love your questions. This is such an important area. And I think it starts with recognizing we're all human. You know, I'm not perfect. I have things to learn. And so if we adopt that learner mindset and we're open, then it's easier to go to someone and say, you know, I want to be the best spouse I can be. I want to be the best parent to you. I want to be the best leader for you. You know, I want you to come in every day saying, I love living with or working with this person. So what's one thing I could do that would make that a better experience for you? 
What's one thing? So you're not asking them to give you a laundry list, right? You don't want because it's it's overwhelming if we have start, somebody start listing. But one thing, because what's likely to come out is the one thing that's bugging them the most about what you're either doing or not doing. And so if you and even give them permission to take a minute to think about that, you know, what's one thing? And you can ask this in a variety of ways. But it's basically getting at this question, what could I do better? You know, how can I be a better whatever for you so that your experience of living with, working with me is as good as it could possibly be? And so I think being specific and then the key thing is receiving it, receiving it well. So no matter what they tell you, you adopt a curious mindset. Oh, I didn't realize that. Or, oh, thank you for bringing that to my attention. And if we're not clear on what it is they're asking of us, maybe ask them to give an example of what would that look like to you so that we don't assume we know what they want and they have that permission to be honest with us and let us know. And then the key, of course, is follow through. So we don't just listen to it and say, thank you. We look for opportunities if we agree with what they're asking and we realize, oh, yeah, that could be a lot better. If I take time to stop and say hi and smile or whatever it is, do that on a regular basis and then go back and ask them after some time has gone by, how am I doing in that area? I really took to heart what you said. And I'm just curious if you've noticed any difference. So I think that's a key part, too, is letting them know. Because you know what that communicates, Melinda, is I cared about what you said. And I want to have a good relationship with you. And so I am making this effort. That's what they see and hear, even if you don't say those words. I really, really appreciate what you just said so much. I feel like it's going to help so many relationships that I have whether it's with my employees or my ex-husband or, or even my family members. So I really, really appreciate that. Now I want to switch gears with you just a little bit. Um, you know, a lot of people are managing remote teams, talking to people on Zoom all day. And do you have different advice for communicating or, or even like giving feedback over Zoom versus an actual face-to-face meeting? Uh, I guess a key thing is, to check with the person up front, is this a good time for you? Because you don't know what has been going on in the background. You know, in an office environment, you can kind of see if the person's busy, if they're preoccupied, if you know, what the lay, the lay of the land, so to speak. Whereas when they're on Zoom, you know, they could have just had a fight with one of their kids. You don't know what's been going on. And so identifying it and being respectful and just asking. Um, you know, I, I'd like to talk to you about something. Is now a good time or do you have a few minutes for us to have a focused conversation? I think that's probably the most important piece. And just also asking the person before you jump in, how are you doing? You know, just taking that few minutes to get them to talk about because that will open it up and that will tell you what's their frame of mind like right now. Are they going to be able to be in a place to listen? Because sometimes 
when we need to give someone feedback, we've often mulled it over in our heads. And so when we're ready, we're ready to do it. And, and yet it may not be the right time for the person. And so if we are, if our goal is getting the result we're looking for, you know, while enhancing the relationship, we really need to be sensitive to, is this the right time for them to be able to respond? And, and I just think that sensitivity has to be heightened when we're looking at a remote work situation. Wow, Meredith, you are such, such, such a pro at these things. Um, last question for you. What is the best business advice you have ever been given? You know, I'd like to share two because they're both have been both significant to me. One is when I face a problem or what I think of as a problem or a challenging situation, I reframe it with this question. Given this situation, what would I like to create? And that frame helps me get out of the depths of worrying and the negative emotions. And it frees up my ability to think outside the box, if you will, to think in a bigger, different way and not even see it as a problem, but just here's an opportunity where I can do something. And that has made a huge difference. It saved me hours, days, weeks of being, you know, worried over something instead of thinking creatively about how to do it. The other one is to lighten up because I am, I tend to be a serious person. I take myself and situation seriously. And by taking a more playful attitude, again, this ties in with being creative. It just releases the positive energy and the ability to do more and think more about how to make the most of whatever situation faces me. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Meredith Bell. You are a joy. I really so much have enjoyed talking with you and you are brilliant. Thank you so much, Meredith Bell. If you're interested in improving your communications, head over to growstrongleaders.com. And thank you all for joining me for this episode of the Small Biz Chat Podcast. If you are ready to start your dream business in 2023, I have a solution for you. My course, Become Your Own Boss in 12 Months, starts up a brand new cohort with live instruction starting January 31st. So if you are interested in signing up, I'm going to tell you this course isn't just a business plan course. This course is actually going to teach you how to get your business together and land customers on day one of your business. So if you want to know more information, head over to https forward slash 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 tinyurl.com forward slash forward slash BYOB Drexel. Again, that URL is tinyurl.com forward slash BYOB Drexel. We're offering the course in partnership with Drexel University. So you actually can get CEU credits for taking our course as well. The mission of the Small Biz Podcast is to end small business failure. I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady, America's number one small business expert. And I will leave you with this last thought. You never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. God bless everybody. Thanks for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Melinda Emerson. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday for more fantastic information and interviews. 
you can find more sources and small business success strategies by visiting Melinda's website, succeedasyourownboss.com. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week.